stacks of humanitarian aid that were supposed to have already gone into Gaza today will now cross the Egyptian border within the next 24 to 48 hours, supposedly, in about 200 trucks, which carrying dire humanitarian aid, water and food and medicine, are just sitting there just a short distance away from the tens of thousands of Palestinian civilians, innocent civilians, who desperately need it. The United Nations calling this a difference between life and death. CNN's Clarissa Ward is in Cairo, Egypt for us, and Clarissa, officials say road repairs were needed before the crucial aid could pass through. Is that really the only reason for this 13-day-long delay so far? No, Jake, it's not. We were actually at the Rafah border crossing today. The UN says there's a number of other issues. Firstly, the issue of the Israelis wanting to verify everything that's in those trucks to make sure there's no weapons there. They need to come up with some kind of a mechanism to do that, but that takes time. How would they do that? Where would they do that? The second issue, they say, is that they don't want this to be a one-off of just 20 trucks going in. They want to have an agreement in place for a sustained, continuous humanitarian corridor. They're worried, potentially, that their trucks and their workers could get attacked or mobbed if it's just that one uh, one sort of shipment or movement of 20 trucks. All of this, though, Jake, is really coming down to the wire now with fuel stocks about to run out in a matter of days and anger getting ever, ever higher. Take a look. For days, they have been waiting. More than 200 trucks full of aid desperately needed in Gaza, but stuck on the Egyptian side of the Rafah border crossing. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres hoped to be here for a much needed diplomatic win. As as possible. Instead, he found himself in the midst of a protest, his remarks drowned out by the crowd. People are chanting over and over again, with our blood, with our souls, we will defend Palestine. There's a huge amount of anger, a huge amount of emotion, much of it directed at the West. We need justice! We need justice! And much also at Western media, who people here feel have favored Israeli voices over Palestinians. Where is your humanity? A protester starts shouting at me. We invite her to do an interview with us. Okay, fine. When a thousand plus Palestinian babies die, you don't feel the same. You don't feel the same as when I tell you one of your own has died. But these are our own. And it is unfair, and Egypt will stand with Palestine. All Western channels are talking for Israel. If the United Nations is standing for Israel, if all these international institutions are standing for Israel, who's there for the Palestinians? And don't call it a war. The jargon is even more infuriating. It's not a war. They're not on an equal footing. It is not a war. For many, it is deeply personal. A Palestinian man holds up his ID. I can't contact you with can't my family your, there. Your family's on the other side. Yeah, I have seven sisters and my father, my mother, grandmother, uncles, all my family is there. I can't contact with them. I don't they, know are if, they okay? You don't I don't know. know if they are okay or not. As Egyptian soldiers stand by, the demonstrators get more animated. Protests are normally illegal here, but today the Egyptian president called on people to take to the streets. So this is rapidly becoming a very chaotic scene now. 
They're trying to get the Secretary General out of here. We are ordered back onto the buses and escorted out through the crowd back to Arish Airport, where piles of aides sit by the runway, so close to where they need to be, but held back, the UN says, by complications over how to monitor the trucks that enter Gaza and how to establish a continuous humanitarian corridor. When you saw the anger of those protesters, most of it leveled at Israel and the U.S., but also at the international community for failing to stop the situation. What's your response? I think what's important to say is that we are doing everything we can, uh, engaging with all the parties to make sure that sooner rather than later, uh, we are able to have not only a first convoy, but continued aid to the population but in no Gaza. Timeline. Uh, I think it should be as quickly as possible and uh, uh, with as many uh, as possible trucks to cross uh, in the first few days. But that is little comfort to the people of Gaza, for whom every day, every hour is vital. Jake, one of the other sticking points here appears to be the issue of fuel. There has been agreement about food, about medicine, about water, but fuel is desperately needed to power the generators that are keeping those hospitals going, that are keeping those refuge centers overwhelmed as they are still going. President Biden, as you mentioned in the introduction, said hopefully within 24 to 48 hours we may start to see movement, but there are still obstacles to overcome. And the Secretary General saying we desperately need to end this impasse, Jake. All right, Clarissa Ward in Cairo, Egypt for us. Thank you so much.